Hey everybody, welcome to Movie Mavens, a podcast about movies, hosted by me, Carson. And me, Annie. And we are coming at you uh, sitting in the same room for the first time since August. Yes. Um, and we have a special little episode for you. Uh, bonus episode, what's up? We're going to be talking about Aaron Sorkin's The Trial of the Chicago 7. I forgot the name of the movie. <laughs> Looks at the screen to read it. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, I mean, I don't have any business to talk about, do you? No, we're no, let's jump in. All right, let's jump right on into it. Okay. Um hit me with some facts, Annie. All right. Actually, actually Whoa. let's listen to a snippet from the trailer. Good idea. Yeah. Okay, hit me with some facts. I ate the trial of the Chicago Seven was written and directed by none other than Aaron Sorkin. Of course. The Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. It came out September twenty-fifth, two thousand and twenty, so very recently. Uh, it's a Netflix original, so you can watch it there. It has a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Here is the description from IMDb. The story of seven people on trial stemming from various charges surrounding the uprising in the 1968 Democratic National Convention in Chicago, Illinois. Okay. So? Um, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like that's... That, like, doesn't explain enough. So let me just... Uh, I'm going to give some context. Okay, so it's, like, 1968, and mm-hmm. they're trying to get rid of Richard Nixon. And, um, like, they are trying... Like, all of these different groups collide because they really want to get, like... They want to end the Vietnam War. They want to end the Vietnam War, yeah. And so... Um, it like comes from nominating the right candidate. Yeah. Um, and so there's like various groups. I mean, there's like, <sighs> there's like, I don't, the youth, what are they called? Like the youth group, which are otherwise known as the hippies. Oh yeah. Led by Sasha Baron Cohen and, um, Jeremy Strong, Kendall L- Roy, L to the OG. <laughs> Kendall Roy. Kendall Roy. Um, And then there's that group. Then there's like the uh, book club (laughs) version of that group. Yeah. Led by Eddie Redmayne and some other guy. Yeah. And then there's the Black Panthers who were not involved but were shoved into this case. Yeah. And then there's um, one older gentleman and I don't know why he was there. Okay. Let's wait. Well, he was like a pacifist and he, he also ran a group. He ran a group. Okay. Um, but let's just all right, so since you since you said it like that, let's talk about the Black Panthers being yeah. shoved in that case. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's. Um did you feel like it was gratuitous and like <laughs> it felt like it, it wasn't fleshed, right? It felt like um like, way, everything about this movie, including this part, felt, like, way too pretty and f- felt way too Hollywood. Yeah. And that part was not fleshed out. No. I mean, they had to include it because, historic, like, historically it was there. I don't, And I feel like they cut it down a lot. Yeah. For instance, 
What is his name? What is his last name? Is it Sean? Uh, I don't know. Bobby Seal. Yeah, Bobby Seal. Okay. In the actual trial, apparently he was like bound and gagged for like three days. Oh and in the God. movie, it's like 20 minutes. Yeah. Where they like, he gets gagged because he's like trying to speak up for himself and the judge is being racist. And then everyone stands up for him, including like the um, op- the opposition side. Yeah. And then they're like. The prosecutors. The prosecutors. And then they let him go. And in reality, it was like a three day long process. So, and then also that's the last we ever see of him. Yeah. And all the Black Panthers. Yeah. So. It felt like the a really bad B plot. Yeah. You know? Gratuitous. Yeah. That was like I think the weakest part of this movie, maybe. Or just like one of the biggest dingers for me. Uh yeah. I mean, honestly, like for me, there was just way too much going on and like mm. I would have much rather watched this as like a mini series. Of like three or four 30 minute episodes. Yeah. That kind of, like, goes into the backstory and then, like, goes into, like, what actually happened and goes into the the yeah. trial. Instead, we just get this, like, chopped up timeline of, like... Yeah. Just thrown together. And, okay, I just remember this because we just watched the trailer. I just remember, like, Sasha Baron Cohen, who plays um, Abby Hoffman, who... Is a fantastic character, by the way. And yeah. he gives a great performance. Yeah. Um, but he, like, another timeline that's being lapped, like, lapsed over mm-hmm. all these other timelines is that Abby Hoffman on the weekends of trial is, like, doing stand-up comedy in which he's talking about the trial. Mm-hmm. And, like, we're just supposed to catch on that, like, that's what he's doing. And they give us some context clues, but I feel like... That didn't work for me at all. I didn't mind it because... I didn't mind it because it was, like, the layman's terms of everything that was happening. Oh, yeah. Um. So you'd see the courtroom scenes, and I, in my mind, I'm like, okay, I think I'm following. And then Sasha Baron Cohen would, like, describe that to the audience and also us, the audience. Oh, but so, yeah. I didn't get that. It took me a while to, to like, catch up to it. But I it worked, it worked for me. But I think this movie has way too many, like, perspectives. Yeah. And that is where it gets confusing. Like, you yeah. have the Sasha Baron Cohen perspective. You, like, flash back into Eddie Redmayne's mind a yeah. lot. You We start the movie with Joseph Gordon-Levitt, yeah. who's the prosecutor for some yeah. reason. Like, so I think it's going to be about him. It's just... It is all over the place, and, and which is we, fine, but a miniseries would have been way cooler. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And and then, like, we see Bobby Seale in jail, and, like, and we see, like, his closest confidant in yes. court gets murdered, and then, like, that's just, like, okay, moving on. Yeah. It just... That, it, it was just, for me, okay, and, like, typically, Aaron Sorkin... I would describe his style as very tight. Oh, yeah. And this movie, for me, was really messy. Mm. And it kind of reminded me of, like, um, Martin Scorsese's Silence. Whoa. Like, and... How? Well, okay, just in the fact that, like, all of Martin Scorsese's works are, like, works of art. Yeah. Incredible. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we get to silence and it's just like a big pile of shit. 
And like that's what I feel. And 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 then okay. we get the Irishman like a couple of years later. Like just it just he's showing age. He's showing mm. like lack of perspective. Oh, and that's what I'm getting from Aaron Sorkin. Like it was just it in. To release it in September of 2020 is so tone deaf <laughs> that, like, okay, God Himself could not have stopped Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> Let the record show that I kind of like silence. I kind of like it. I mean, like, it's great performances, but it just. But I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, ya. yeah. But also, this just feels like your uncle that is sort of into politics. Talking down to you about the situation at hand. Yeah. And dressing it up so that you don't feel bad about about it. And that's what this movie is, is like the most Hollywood telling of events that happened in the past. But it's like, oh, I see history repeats itself. But in such a way where in my mind, I'm like, yo, this is a dire situation. But according to the movie, uh, we can all hold hands and it'll be okay. Uh, yeah, I mean that's where I'm. That's where I'm going. Like it's just so tone deaf. Like yeah. <laughs> I would have much rather seen this take place in 2020. I would have much rather seen a more robust cast, far less men. Get the fuck out of here, Eddie Redmayne. Like no, absolutely not. Kendall Roy, you can stay. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome here. <laughs> but it's just like. Yeah, it was just, like, a bunch of white dudes, like, sitting around talking about the, like, the things that they could be changing that they are actively going the wrong way about. Aaron Sorkin is historically bad at writing women, though. This is a fact. I think this movie could have been at least 50% better if someone else had directed it. Oh, yeah. Because... It's so interesting thinking about this movie and thinking about the social network. Yes. And I'm like, are you kidding? Like, that's like a masterpiece. Oh, my God. Yeah. Masterpiece. Yeah. And this movie is like written well, but there's something wrong about it. And it's I honestly think it could be boiled down to the fact that it's too cheesy. Mm. And the ending was one of the worst, cheesiest endings I've seen in like 10 years. I don't even remember the ending. I blo- I've so, like already suppressed that. At the end. <laughs> at the end. Eddie Redmayne gets like a final statement. And his statement will decide his. That's right. Sentence. Yeah. And what he does is he reads the 5,000 people that died during the Vietnam War. Since the trial started. Yeah. And, and the whole time of course I'm like. 5,000, that's baby numbers compared yeah. to the, like, 220,000 Americans that have died it, because of COVID. Coronavirus, yeah. And people freaked out about the 5,000. Anyway, so he reads that, and then the camera, like, pulls way out into the courtroom, and everyone is, like, slow clapping, and it builds up yeah. to a fast clap. And then you see the judge in the back, like, freaking mining, out. like, oh, order, order in the court. And then yeah. it freeze frames, and then, like, facts come up yeah. about the future, like... In three years later, Sasha Baron Cohen written yeah. wrote a book, and then it like fades to black. It's just very outdated, tone deaf, tone deaf. It, yeah, I word. think like yeah. I mean, you're right. Like, yes, hella people died in the Vietnam War, but also hella people are currently di- dying yeah. 
due to coronavirus and, like, our government's lack of action. Yeah. Like, let's talk about that. I don't know. It's just, like, I feel like this movie, this is a dad movie. And... This is a parent's movie. Yeah. Because parents watch this and they can handle it. Yeah. And it won't... It, it's not too topical where, where they'll be, like, turned off. Yeah. Or, like... Yeah. They, can, they won't feel too bad after watching. Yeah. I mean... I didn't think it was enough. It wasn't enough. It, it was just messy for me. I've said this before. I'll say it again. If you want a topical show done right... You got to watch Watchmen. It I'm, is incredibly aware. It's just aware. Like where this movie is not that that show is. And it takes things to like the next level. And not even in terms of just like being on the nose. It's just like creating a whole world while still being topical. I'm going to cave. It puts this movie to shame. Mm. I mean, like for <laughs> me, I'm just really surprised that it has a 90%. Like, I don't know. I, I, I don't get no, it. I, I'm, I, I think it was you I was talking, or like, yeah, just like critics are so starved for content. They're just like, oh, yeah, this is great. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, literally. They're like, ooh, new movie. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, I don't know, man. I haven't it, said this yet, but it isn't boring or anything to watch. Like, no, I no. was fully, because it is so fast. I was fully engaged for the entire oh, yeah, me two too. hours. Yeah, me too. And the, at the end, I was like, good sit. Yeah. But then you think about it and you're like, that leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. Um, can we please just talk about how, like, cartoonish the judge is? Like, cartoonishly evil? Yeah. Like, that- he, that's not, like, okay, if we're going to give Bobby Seal a proper voice and, like, a voice that is, like, authentic, that the audience, like, believes in and, mm-hmm. and like, understands... Then, like, across the board, all of the characters need to be authentic. And, mm-hmm. like, mm. just, okay, just the fact that, like, this is a federal judge. And he can't get the attorney's name right. I think that's all real, though. That's all, like, Sorkin. Like, that's, like, from the transcript. Which is crazy. But, like... The way it was directed. It, it didn't translate. It's the way it was directed. Yeah, it did not translate whatsoever. I'm just like, this guy is... Because it's a- cheesy. Yes. It was all directed... Yeah. Like, the direction that Aaron Sorkin gave was, like, how movies were made 30 years ago. Exactly, yeah. It, it didn't translate for me, like... He should have been stone cold, but instead he was, like... Goofy. Yeah, yeah goofy. cartoonish. Yeah, I I agree. I think he should have been Stone Cold. I don't know. It was just like just a lot of things for me didn't work. And then like the late entrance of Michael Keaton being like kind of the savior and like the white knight. I don't know. That was just like. Which didn't end up doing anything. Yeah. And it didn't it like genuinely didn't make a lot of sense. Like I feel like they just wanted to wrap the movie like like, OK, it starts with. Um, like the attorney general, the ex attorney general, mm-hmm. who is Michael Keaton. It begins with that, with Joseph Gordon Levitt, mm-hmm. and then it. I feel like Aaron Sorkin just like needed to wrap back to that, so he was like, "Oh shit, yeah, Michael Keaton, yeah, attorney general." <laughs> that I mean that this is how it played out, but I think the history like does not work in favor of the of it being a movie mm. because literally like they don't they get sentenced to federal prison they try to appeal and it gets denied and then it's like the end which is like does not work for a nice 
movie ending. But with Michael Keaton, like, first of all, it was really fun when he appeared because I had no idea that Michael Keaton yeah, was in no, this movie. Yeah, no, I love Michael Keaton. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, Michael Keaton's in this movie. It's Michael Keaton. <laughs> but... Uh, he can also stay. Him and... <laughs> I like Mark Rylance, personally. The other Judd, or the other lawyer. Oh, yeah. No, he was great. BFG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His, um, his hair was so funny. <laughs> yeah, no, he was cool. Um, Kendall Roy, you're cool. You can stay. Michael Heaton, you're cool. You can stay. The rest, take Every- it or leave it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no... I see what you're saying. Like, it felt... It just felt rushed. Yeah. The, the resolution of it felt rushed. Yeah. I don't know. And also, like... There's a lot to cover. Like, what was the climax? Was it Bobby Seale being, like, gagged and bound in court? Was I feel like it, that happened, like, at the midpoint. Yeah. So, like, what was the climax? Like, we, think, know, we know early on what the conflict is. But what's the climax? It, I think it would be maybe the Michael Keaton moment, but they get denied so quickly. I don't know. Yeah, see? Oh, no, no, no. The climax is is um, Abby Hoffman taking the stand. Oh. And it was very, like... That was so quick, though. That was the weirdest scene to me because I was, like, ready for Abby Hoffman to, like, tear that courtroom a new one. And he... It, it felt very, like, liberal versus leftist all yeah. of a sudden. Where he's, like... yeah. Again, like, let's all stand here and hold hands. Yeah. It just felt too pretty. Yeah. I think that was the climax because we were building up to that with the conflict between Eddie Redmayne and Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah. And there's that whole, like, yeah. bit where Eddie Redmayne is, like, practicing being on the stand. Yeah. And then we learn that the truth of the situation. Yeah. Which is, like, all hail the white man. He's <laughs> right. so smart. He can do no wrong. Uh. Anyway. Um, yeah, so I just, I am going to have to agree with your assessment that, like, I also was fully engaged the whole time. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed, I'm going to say all of the performances. Like, there wasn't, nobody was flat in this movie. Yeah. I mean, even. Because everyone's talking so fast. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're on Sorkin Road. Exactly. <laughs> but, like, um, yeah, I mean. I just think the way that the story was framed and the way that mm-hmm. it played out and, like, just how fucking tone deaf the entire movie was. Like, it just, it it almost landed for me, mm-hmm. but it missed the mark. And I think it missed the mark by, like, such a huge margin <laughs> that, like, I can't recommend this movie. Oh, okay. No. I think I could recommend it, but it's... It's not that I would say, hey, go watch this movie. It's that someone says, hey, should I watch The Trial of the Chicago 7? Mm. And I would say, um, yeah. Yeah, you, you, can, you could watch it. Yeah, that is, that is an <laughs> option. And you're scrolling. Soft, recom- <laughs> soft recommendation if you like screen- good screenwriting. Yeah, I mean... It- but... You know, I would say go watch Watchmen instead. Yeah, or like turn on the news and <laughs> no, <laughs> just fucking get in tune with 2020. Like, fuck 1968. <laughs> Nothing's changed. What else is new? Yeah. Like, ha- what can you do to fight the systematic oppression of black people and like fucking people it's not of watch color? this movie? Yeah, it's not spend two hours watching no. this movie. It like, I wish like, Spike Lee directed this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd be dope. But also... Yeah, no, that would be dope. Yeah, it's just like, 
watching this movie is not going to serve the people that it's talking about. It doesn't serve like it's it weird. doesn't serve vets. It like yeah. it doesn't serve like people of like families of the fallen. It doesn't help it, like it helps no one but white men. It's weird. I don't even know like watching this. I'm like, what do you want, Aaron Sorkin? He just he just wanted to sell, tell this fun story of all these white dudes. <laughs> what a fun <laughs> what a fun story. Yeah, and um. Okay. Yeah, he wanted to see Eddie Redmayne talk really quickly. With a funny accent. Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, I'm going to give it a number. Okay, go ahead. I'm going to give it a 4 out of 10. Um, I, too, am going to give it a 4 out of 10. Oh, okay. All right, Movie Maven score, 4 out of 10. Haven't said this yet. I thought the mu- the music was also cheesy AF. Everything was just cheesy. It was a cheesy yeah, movie. Yeah, it was a cheeser. It's a it's definitely a parents movie. Yeah, you're yeah. right. All right. Well, this has been uh, Movie Maven's bonus episode on Trial of the fucking whatever Aaron Sorkin. Um, <laughs> trial of Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> Yo, this, this is po- our trial. <laughs> this podcast episode was. <laughs> trial of Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> All right. Um, anyway, so next week, uh, we are going to be watching Bong Joon-ho's mother, and then we're also going to watch Darren Aronofsky's mother. So yeah. tune in for that episode. Um, in the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram at Movie Mavens. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at Movie Mavens Pod. Email us. Please, bitch. We want, we crave long form, long form content. Podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to join the Patreon where we are going to be releasing episodes like this in the future, you can at patreon.com slash moviemavens. Um, all right, Movie Mavens out. 